We want to know what your budget is and have a reality in retirement because a lot of people say, my budget's going to be a lot lower in retirement. I'm not going to spend money. And that's not reality either because you tend to spend just as much as you've been spending unless you can, I say, do a dry run and live off of that for three months or six months before retirement. It's not a reality. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome in the Retirement Reality Podcast, our final episode of 2020. Hard to believe, mm. but the time has come, Mike, for the final episode of the year. You uh, you happy or a little upset to be done with 2020? How are you feeling? <laughs> I think I'm with the, the masses, right? So let's just start over. Let's, let's do a reset. And as, all, as bad as 2020 and how weird it was, I, th- I think uh, it was still a good year. Uh, it was just a lot of adjustments that would be made by everybody, I think. Uh, personally, financially, you know, it's, it was just a different, you know, world that we're living in right now. But uh, we definitely have, I think, just teaches us we, you know, we can adapt a lot easier than we thought we could. And um, the more we're open to adapting and changes, um, the better off we'll be. Yeah, I think when we look back on this year, I think we'll learn a lot about ourselves. And I think we'll, you know, I think we'll find a lot of positives out of the year that uh, yeah. how we move forward. But, you know, when you're going through it in the moment, I guess it's obviously a little more difficult. <laughs> but looking forward to 2021. Uh, today's show, we're going to be talking about retirement preparedness. How ready are you for retirement? That's the question. And in order to help you figure that out, we got five retirement preparedness quiz questions we're going to present to Mike. Have him explain what the question means, what we're trying to figure out from the question. But more importantly, depending on how you answer, we'll tell you kind of how ready you are for retirement. That is the plan today. If you haven't listened to our show before, Mike Koyanen is founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. They've got offices in Woodbury, Minnesota, also across the border in Hudson, Wisconsin. They're serving all of that Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Western Wisconsin area. So no matter where you are, you can always find Mike online at principalpreservationservices.com, and you can call his office at 855-987-8888. So, Mike, here's what I'll do. i got five questions that we're going to present for the listeners. I'll ask you, and you just tell me kind of what answer you're looking for, why this question is important, and what this can maybe tell us about how ready we are for retirement. Does that sound good? Yeah, throw them at me. Okay. So first one, do you know how much you have? Seems like a pretty simple question. (laughs) You would think, right? (laughs) Uh, You wouldn't believe how many people come in our office that have no idea, you know, what they have. And, you know, when we tell them to gather all their statements and and you know, because you might have left a 401k at this past employer, another 401k, another employer, and you've been funding an IRA, and now you have, you know, it's so it's interesting how things just come out of the woodwork. Oh, I forgot I have this, or they come back from their second meeting and say, Oh, I forgot I had this account. And sometimes that's a good thing because what's happened in that process is, you know, we're we're forcing people to to look back and and put everything, get everything organized. But it was a good thing in a sense where maybe forgetting it. And what's happened in the market since 2009, when the market's been doing really well until this year, uh, you know, early, you know, we've come out of this coronavirus bubble, but uh, part of this year was was not good. Now it's turning out to be positive, but it's caused you know their their portfolios to grow pretty well. So some people were surprised that boy, last time I looked at this, I had so and so dollars, and now it's almost double. Uh, so this is a good thing that I forgot about it. But it's amazing how. 
how little I said filing of your of your finances have been done, an organi- organization of the finances, and that's what we do here is we try to get everything organized and and not have. 10 to 25 different accounts laying out there to, to simplify retirement and make it make it understandable and having an action plan with that. So we see this a lot. And not only we see it a lot where people forget about it um, and not really organized, but we've also seen it a fact where we have some people come in and they don't share with their spouse what they have. Mm. And so when we're doing the fact finding, <laughs> and it gets a little <laughs> bit uncomfortable sometimes, I think it's kind of hilarious uh, sometimes, but uh, one spouse will kind of just keep looking at the other spouse like, you kidding me? We have that, <laughs> we have that. And like you said, we couldn't afford to do anything. And, and sometimes they're right. And it's, uh, they're like, you said we couldn't afford to take a trip. You you said we couldn't afford to do this, but right. we have millions now, you know, and they had no idea. They were acting like they didn't have anything. So <laughs> those are a little awkward or uncomfortable at times, but uh, get your stuff in order. That's That's key. Yeah, so that number one might seem like it's pretty obvious and pretty easy, but I guess over time, oh, man. a lot of people lose track. Yeah. So you know how much you have. Now it's time for number two. Do you know how much you actually spend? Yeah, there's another another long talking point because when people say, oh, what do you spend per month? Yeah, we don't spend much. We're probably you know $2,500 a month. I go, $2,500? Wow. How do you get by off of that? And then you find out their mortgage is fourteen hundred of that, and I go, okay, you got health care, you got food and gas and car insurance and maintenance on the house, and you know might even have a car payment in there. Like, reality is no. So a lot of people haven't had, they haven't been working with a budget for years. They haven't done a budget, and I always think it's good to see where your money is going. And when you add, you know, internet and phone and cell phones, some people are paying two fifty three hundred dollars for cell phones. So when we do this fact finding again. We actually ask all these detailed questions and, and give you a reality because when people tell me a number 2,500 or even even 4,000, um, some people can live in that, that that budget, that realm. But I said, so you're telling me you're netting every two weeks this much, okay? So this is what you get, you two are netting per month if it's a couple. I said, so if your your expenses are only that, you're saving this much money a month. Oh, no, we're not saving anything. I said, so then how is your budget that? And unless you can show me you can live off of that, that's not your budget. We want to know what your budget is and have a reality in retirement because a lot of people say, my budget's going to be a lot lower in retirement. I'm not going to spend money. And that's not reality either because you tend to spend just as much as you've been spending unless you can, I say, do a dry run and live off of that for three months or six months before retirement. It's not a reality. Yeah, I think it's easy to underestimate exactly how much you have that you're spending because, like you said, all those little things add up. You might think, oh, well, I spend this much on groceries or going out to eat or whatever it is, but you've got all those all those little bitty things, especially those subscriptions now, Mike. We have like you know mm-hmm. a $6 subscription here and $10 subscription there to a, an app or a, a TV channel or something. Those things add up quick. Yeah, I look at uh, my ESPN add-on subscription. Yep. We have Netflix, some, and we have Amazon Prime. Some people have Hulu. Some people have Disney Plus now. And you have all those uh, on top of expanded cable or expanded uh, uh, direct TV or satellite TV. And that stuff adds up. And so yeah, people are just <laughs> not getting a good handle on, on, on all those those expenses. So you'll want to do that as you get prepared for retirement. Yeah. Our third thing on this list, this quiz, our third question, and it all, it all comes down to retirement to protecting what you have. So you got to ask yourself, do you know how much risk you have? Yeah, and that's another tough 
um, thing to be part of as well, especially if you have, you know, like a 401k plan and they just give you this risk reward, you know, heat index, which I think is kind of ridiculous. And sometimes they're not even as accurate as you think they would be. But it's really important to know how you're invested because typically we, most people agree with this. They say the older we get, the less risk we should have. We hear that a lot. Most people agree with that. But, you know, change is hard. And making changes is even harder, especially if you're not sure what you should be investing in, right? And so what we do for, for everybody who, who comes to our office is we're going to do a complete risk analysis, which is, you know, single or married, we put them into one program and we're going to find out, you know, okay, you each have a 401k and you have these old 401ks, you have your IRAs, you have your Roth, maybe you inherited some money, you have some non-qualified funds as well. And we put them together to show you how does your whole portfolio work together uh, in good markets and bad markets. Because when you look at it, boy, you know, if you have three to five accounts yourself and your spouse has three to five accounts and in each account you have five to 15 different holdings, how are you supposed to keep track of all those? And how do you know each, how each one is going to handle a good market? How does that reflect to the other one? How does it, how, how do they work together? And so it's hard to, to read the prospectus on one investment, let alone 50 to 75 investments. So by having this program, it's like, it makes it simple for us to understand. And I think that's what we want to do is, is we want to break it down to simple terms to understand um, about what is your portfolio as a whole going to make in a good market, bad market. And, and that's where people say, I don't want to take that risk. I I showed somebody today, Ben, um, a gal who just retired this year and, on a risk score from one to 99, where 99 is the highest and one is one, she came in at 83 and she's retired. She's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I could lose 35% in a bad year and 40 something percent and maybe a, a, a similar real estate bubble. She goes, I can't afford to do that. Um, I know I need to be safer. I just didn't know what to do. So um, at least we can show those numbers. And those are a third party authenticated website that we pay a service fee for. Well, as you're looking through your portfolio, you're looking through your accounts, you're trying to determine you know, how much risk you have. The next question you need to ask, kind of along the same lines, is do you know what you're paying in fees? Yeah, that's most people don't know. I'm, and if you ask a lot of people who have 401k, said, I don't pay any fees. <laughs> I said, that's great. I said, how do they make money? How does, you know, whoever might be managing their 401k, how does Fidelity make money? How does Transamerica or whoever might be make money? Well, I don't pay any fees. Well, when you have, when you work with a you know 401k plan, there are fees. You just don't see them. They take them out before you get your statement. So the fees have already been deducted. Um, a lot of the broker dealer type uh, advisors out there, that's the same thing as well. They take those fees out before you get the statement. People who come in that have like variable annuities, um, they said, "Well, I'm the only only fee that shows on here is this." Um, rider fee. So I'm not paying that much. It's a little about 1% or a little over a percent. I said, yeah, but you got to look in the details. There's a lot more fees than that. So we had to break those down and find out they're paying typically three to three and a half percent in fees on those. So it's really important to know the fees. Now that's not the overall you know, reason why you invest or not invest. Uh, what we like to show is we're, we're more concerned about what do you net. So if some fees are maybe higher than average, but the, the the performance of that fund is good. That's what's the important part. What do you get to keep? The net is the most important part, but it's the fee part. Yeah, we'll go over that as well because some people are paying too much. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess it could be easy to overlook uh, 
you know, what the return is, if your fees are really high, you might not even give it a chance. But depending on what that net is, it, it might actually be worth it after all. So yeah. knowing, and, go ahead. Sorry, let me just jump in there too. Like Vanguard, um, a lot of people said, well, Vanguard has got the lowest fees. And they typically do. You know, they're in these index funds and we're seeing fees of 0.1 to less than 0.1, 0.05, hardly anything. And so people say, I like not having to pay a lot of fees, but when you compare it overall, is, is there programs or there investments out there that are portfolios that outperform that? Yes, absolutely. Um, so it's important to see that paying the least amount of fees sometimes isn't the best. It's about what do you get to gain and what you get to keep. All right, our last question you got to ask yourself if you're getting prepared for retirement, finding out how ready you are. How do you answer this question? Do you know what your retirement income streams will look like? Yeah, and that's mostly dealing with you know you know pensions. Um, which we see less people these days have pensions. Um, so be thankful if you have one, but we wanna look at your pensions along with your social security. And um, we wanna figure those out. So we do a lot of social security seminars, another one tomorrow night as well uh, that we're doing here is uh, typically about 24, 25 of these seminars will do a year, Ben, on just social security, helping people understand that stream. To find out when's the best time to take you know, that benefit is important because sometimes, even if you retire like this gal today, and I even mentioned earlier, uh, retired earlier this year at uh, 62 and change, but unfortunately she had plenty of money to live off of and and she's deciding to wait a few years to let Social Security grow some more. She doesn't want to take it at the earliest. She could have, but she's not because she saw the numbers and what it's the benefit for her to wait a few years and use some of her other savings and retirement savings to let Social Security grow. So we, when we can look at it on a year-by-year basis, we know what that income stream looks like and what's the shortfall so we know what's the plan of attack we're going to uh, use to get there. Um, to to fulfill the the monthly needs that they have. So understand social security is a big part of it. Understand your pensions and uh, how what's the difference is what we help our clients with with those IRA type dollars, those IRAs, four hundred one ks. Well, if you need help determining all that stuff and uh, more, getting ready for retirement, Mike and his team at Principal Preservation Services can help you with that. You can simply log on principalpreservationservices.com is the website. There's a link to contact them. You can set up a meeting, meet with the team and start working through some of these things and figure out exactly how ready you are. This is kind of a good kind of starting point to kind of get a pretty good idea where you stand. But there's going to be some of these questions maybe you don't have answers to or you're not completely sure if your answer is what is needed. So make sure you sit down with a professional like Mike Quinn and work through these things and, and get a, a real true sense of where you are for retirement so that you're truly confident once it's time to transition to that next chapter of your life. All right, a couple questions Mike came in for the show I want to get to before we close out of here. Um, the first one comes in from Eliza. She says, what's your opinion of investments that require you to keep money locked up for a certain period of time? I know a lot of annuities operate that way, as well as some hedge funds. Yeah, we're not opposed to that. And we, you know, we don't really work with you know the hedge funds in our office here. But on the annuity side, yeah, I'm, I'm different opinions on some annuities. So uh, first of all, I said, don't get caught on the whole word, word annuity. A lot of people get just caught up on it. I said, they said, I don't like annuities. I said, tell me what you don't like. And they said, I really don't know. I just heard they're not good. I said, okay. Uh, but Social Security is an annuity. Pensions are annuities. So let's, we all like that that income. Now, some annuities we don't really care for and we don't offer our clients in the office are variable annuities in our office because we don't like uh, the structure of them. We're not a fan of the, the fees that are associated with those. 
you you pick up Susie Orman's book on the road to wealth. I think it's page five ten or five eleven of her book. Ben, that's impressive. And it, it, and <laughs> you know that. Yeah, because I, I I share it all the time, and it's a question answer part of her book, and it says. Uh, my financial advisor is recommending that I buy a variable annuity within my retirement account. What should I do, Susie? And her response is, get yourself another advisor pronto. Um, hmm. And so we agree with that. Um, and it's not because just annuities in general, it's because the, the term variable and because it goes up and down. And unfortunately, people are bought or sold the annuities or bought the annuity on the pretense on a variable annuity that are safe, but they're, they're actually not. They're in the market, so they fluctuate and change. Again, aside from that, we we are a fan of it's okay to type some of your money and we use uh, the fixed index annuities portion in our office here because it replaces what bonds used to do. Bonds, man, we had such a long bull run on bonds because interest rates kept dropping and dropping and dropping. And as rates are dropping, bond values are going up. You know, the, they're increasing. But how much lower can we go interest rate environment right now? Not much lower. Uh, a recent client last week told me she locked in her 15-year mortgage at 2.125 or you know two wow. and an eighth percent. Um, as like man, you, you just we th- I, I just remember the days when it hit five. I thought that was the lowest they'd ever go. But interest rates we know will go up. The stimulus packages that have come out and the future ones that will go out, it's going to cause you know somebody's going to have to pay for that. Inflation will happen. Rates will go up. Bond values will drop. That's just reality with those so we use the fixed index annuities in our office to replace what bonds were doing because they can't go backwards and there's no fees on majority of those and that's what we like for that so i think uh eliza just get some more information about what type of annuity again there's some good ones there's some not so good ones out there uh, to find out what is best for your plan is important but i would say if somebody's offering you a variable uh, go slow and steady and get the, get the details and maybe have it reviewed. Hope that helps you, Eliza. Thanks for the question. Uh, our last question is from Thad. He says, I'm trying to get to the $1 million mark in my savings before I retire in a few years. So I started a consulting company on the side to earn extra income. Is there anything I should be doing to save money on taxes with this new income? Yeah, taxes. Um, you know, so uh, again, I disclosure, I'm not a CPA. <laughs> I'm not an attorney, but there are some things you, I think it's important to get together with you know your accountant, CPA about things uh, where you're at. And I don't know what the structure of your business is. Is it independent or uh, independent contractors and LLC? Is it you know S corp, C corp? You know, one thing that I do in my business here that is uh, SEP IRAs. As we're a smaller business, uh, 401ks cost more money uh, just to get started for business. But I, I utilize the SEP IRAs, so that might be something as simple IRA, a SEP IRA for for investing um, money into that. It can give you a deduction. Um, you might want to look at some some other deductions that might be available. Just for example, two years ago, I, I got together with my CPA, and it was a good time of the year to actually purchase a vehicle through my business and, and take a, a one-time purchase vehicle deduction. My business bought my vehicle. And uh, that helped reduce my taxes. So I think it's important to be partnered up with the right, you know, uh, CPA who's tax conscious, not just a tax preparer, but somebody who understands the things that you can do to save you money. Uh, just hopefully have a good relationship or look for somebody in your area that is actually aware of these things that can help you. I will say, though, it's pretty good that he's actually asking that question, though, right, Mike, to try to figure out ways to, to plan his taxes and, and, and look out into the future a little bit. 
Yes, but I, I think that's the key. Is, I think it's important, Thad, that you're being proactive and, and looking ahead and still instead of looking back and say, I could have done that, I should have done that. I would have done that if somebody right. would have told me, right? So before the you know year's done, uh, get together with somebody and, and, uh, and, and figure out what you need to do. Thanks for the question, Eliza and Thad. We appreciate it. If you have one you want to send in to the show, principalpreservationservices.com. That is the website. You'll find a contact link up there on the front page, plus a lot of other resources. Also, get your hands on Mike's book. Maybe a great gift uh, you know, around any time of the year, but it's a great information in there, too. Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success. He co-authored that, and that's available as well. So, Mike, let's call it a, a show. Let's call it a year. I guess wow. here in 2020, I enjoyed it uh, for sure, and looking looking forward to the new year and and maybe new opportunities ahead. I'm looking forward to it as as well, and have a happy new year and be safe out there. You all do the same. We appreciate you listening to the Retirement Reality Podcast. We truly do. And uh, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, we would really greatly appreciate that as well. But until next time, we'll, we'll uh, have a good day, stay safe, and we'll talk to you again in a week. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.